friends, welcome. I'm Andrew Hicks, and you're listening to the Text and Context Podcast. Morning, everyone. Now, I'm going to try to use this mic again, but I tried it earlier. You might have seen it, and it didn't work, so we'll, we'll see. If not, I'm loud enough. It's fine. Um, all right. Let's see here. Testing, testing. Nope. That's all right. We don't need it. Um, thank you, David. That was uh, wonderful, beautiful. Insurance and assurance. Uh, I've heard you speak of that before, and I, I wanted to hear that again today. So uh, thank you. Because today we're going to talk about how God is our insurance and assurance on our faith journey. Because uh, you need that. So last week we talked about we're, we're in the Psalms of Ascents. Right? We're making a, a long obedience in the same direction. We are discipling ourselves to the Lord. And in a similar way to how the pilgrims of Israel used to travel on their way to Jerusalem. So we are traveling in our hearts closer and closer to God. And last week we talked about uh, getting your navigation right. Setting your path towards God. If God is your destination, truth is your navigation. But this week we got to talk about insurance and assurance. Because as anybody who's ever been on any journey of any kind knows... Trouble will happen. It is not a matter of if something goes wrong. It is a matter of when something goes wrong. Can I get an oh yeah? Yeah. You know this. Uh, So for example, my in-laws just several months ago were uh, heading home after the birth of Ezra. And at no fault of their own, they were in a car wreck. Um, because of uh, another man. I don't know if he was being negligent or not, but he might have been or might not have been. But either way, they got in a wreck. Um, it just happens sometimes, even whenever you are, especially when you are not planning for it. And don't they say that most wrecks happen close to home? Haven't you heard that before? I guess you just let your guard down as you get closer to home, whether you're leaving or coming. You just let your guard down a little bit. It'll be fine. But it's when something goes wrong. One time I was uh, traveling internationally with a, a program in college. I got to go to Jerusalem. And um, on the way back, my passport was just about to expire. It was still valid, but it had like a few months until it expired. And whenever I first got it, I was in like the eighth grade. Okay. And by this point, I'm about to be a freshman in college. Yeah. So I did not look like my picture. And uh, we were trying to do this quickly. You know, we're trying to get on the planes and it's busy. And so they have those machines now that like scan your face and you put the... So we tried that. It would not recognize me for anything. We tried every angle you could imagine. It wouldn't recognize me. And uh, eventually, because the machine didn't believe it was me, whenever the attendant comes over, now they're suspicious that it's not me. And I remember our chaperone is like, it's him. I swear to you, just let us go home. Oh, it's when something goes wrong on your journey. But The thing about when something goes wrong is you you can't plan for what's going to go wrong, but you can plan that something will go wrong. And that's why you have insurance and assurance. The insurance usually gives you assurance in some sense, or at least when it comes to God, his insurance gives you assurance. So let's hit play on track number two of our pilgrim playlist. This is Psalm 121, a song of ascent. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. 
He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. I'm sure you were all concerned about the moon striking you by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. God is our insurance and our assurance on our faith journey. And you'll need it because things will go wrong. And when they do, we got a great coverage plan. An absolutely all-inclusive, it's valid everywhere you go, a great coverage plan. So right off the bat, you, you got to ask a question. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? This is a famous line. Right? Like you've seen this on coffee mugs and t-shirts. You probably know that line by heart. There's a few contemporary songs that add that to it. Like we know it. But my question is, what's the connection there? I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come? Why are you looking at the hills and then asking where your help comes from? Are you expecting your help to come from the hills? Is that, is that the scenario? It's, it's interesting. It's not readily apparent. Um, it could be. There's a couple of options. It could be that he is lifting his eyes and he sees idols on the hills because, uh, you know, Israel is constantly tempted to worship idols at high places, right? A high place is just a place which is not low, which is high, (laughs) which is a hill or a mountain. Where do you put a temple or a shrine to an idol? On a hill or a mountain, on a high place, clearly. And so perhaps he's lifting his eyes and he sees all these other worshipers bowing down. There's somebody bowing over here to, to Baal. There's somebody bowing down to Asherah over here and to Yom and to El. And there's many deities in this day and age. And he sees them seeking help from these sources. And in his heart, the psalmist is grieved because he knows you're not going to get help from these little statues. And so he asks rhetorically, I lift my eyes to these hills. Does my help come from those places? No. My help comes from Yahweh, the God of Israel, who made heaven and earth. He made those mountains that you're worshiping the idols on, and he made the stuff you use to make the idols. He made all of it. That could be what he's doing. It could also be that these are the mountains which surround Jerusalem, the hills. In a few weeks, we're going to get to Psalm 125, and you've heard this line as well. As the mountains surround Jerusalem... So the Lord surrounds his people. Maybe he's lifting his eyes and he, he lifts his eyes to the hills because he's, he's getting close. He's almost on Mount Zion, which is where the temple is, which is where God is. And he looks around and he says, I lift my eyes to the hills. I'm almost there. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And, and maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe, just maybe, maybe this is good poetry. God inspired good poetry in his Bible. And good poetry often has a little bit of double meaning, doesn't it? It likes to play on those things that make you go, wait, is it this or that? And poetry says, I don't know. Which one is it? You tell me. Because maybe we are tempted to look at the hills. And there's plenty of high places still, aren't there? There are plenty of places we go to look for help and those things are not our help. There are plenty of places we go to look for help that are not our help today. Uh, We might be tempted to bow the knee to um, many different things seeking for help. We think that getting the right politician elected with the right laws is going to be our help. We think that going to the right college and getting the right degree to make the right job for the right amount of money, that'll be our help. That'll save us. That'll get it right in that safe spot. Or we think maybe um, our pastors or our spiritual leaders, they'll be our help. They point us to God. 
The problem is those things, at least those things in and of themselves, they are not our help. We lift our eyes to the hills and in the cold light of day, we see these are just idols. They are just things we think are going to help us, but won't. We lift our eyes and we have to remind ourselves our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And with renewed eyes, we look around and we see that, um, that God can use many things to help us. So long as we remember that our help is from the helper and he can use any means he so chooses, we can see his help just about anywhere because he chooses to use many different things to help us. He uses many things to fortify and strengthen our faith to be our help. He is our insurance and our assurance. And there's several things that the psalmist talks about here. He talks about, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You notice how emphatic that is? Our God does not sleep. You're like, well, I was really worried about that. Actually, ancient Israel was a little tempted to be worried by that. Did you know that? Because in this day and age, if you couldn't get a hold of your God, your deity, the assumption was, well, maybe they're taking a nap or otherwise engaged. I don't know. We see this in 1 Kings whenever Elijah is mocking the prophets of Baal. And it's the showdown at Mount Carmel. They do the things with the altars, right? And they're, they're trying desperately to get Baal's attention. And then Elijah, he has a little holy mockery. It's a thing. And he says, cry aloud. Surely he's a God. Maybe he's meditating. Or he's wandered away or he's on a journey. I know he's asleep and you just got to try harder to wake him up. Don't you love that? Uh, this is why I feel a biblical authorization for sarcasm. It's in the prophets. No, he, he's, he's chiding them because they think that, oh, we just got to try to get Baal's attention because he's asleep. And our psalmist is saying, no, 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 no. It's not like that at all. Yahweh is the creator of heaven and earth. He doesn't take time off. He doesn't have a holiday. Uh, you know, in cop dramas, whenever um, somebody says, well, why are you working on a holiday? And they take their glasses off dramatically and they say, because crime doesn't take a holiday and neither do I. You know that? It's like that. Our calamities don't take time off. So our God doesn't either. He doesn't need it because he's all powerful. He made heaven and earth. And so just as crime doesn't take a holiday, neither does Yahweh. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But like a real God, Yahweh is always there, right? And you may not have to say uh, the little jingle and then get them to pop up randomly. But you can call on God anywhere, anytime of any day. It's a, I'm telling you, it's a great insurance and assurance policy. The best you're going to get. Very emphatic. Our God does not sleep. And then also this word keeper. Did you notice how many times the word keep shows up? He is our keeper. He keeps us. The Lord will keep you. He'll keep you. He'll keep you. Um, I just like the word keeper here because we're tempted to think by keeping, it means keep us completely away from all this. So like in verse seven, it says the Lord will keep you from evil. I don't know if you've looked around lately at the world, but um there's a little bit of evil still out there. <laughs> In other words, this is keeping like keeping sheep, tending to them, taking care of them. <laughs> and if you've raised livestock, it's not when something goes wrong with the livestock. It's not if something goes wrong, it's when something goes wrong with the livestock. And so he's keeping them through the evil, 
He's keeping them in the midst of the problems and the calamity, not entirely from. And um, it's just part of the road trip, right? Road trips are going to have twists and turns and bumps and ups and downs and detours and idiots who don't know how to drive and people who won't listen to Siri. Uh, You know, you know, it's just part of the journey. And on that journey, he will guard you. I like the word guard better. He's your guardian. He's your keeper. He's your protector. And also he's the shade over our right hand. Shade over our, what a weird thing to say. Shade over our right hand. Not the rest of your body, just your right hand. Now the right hand, uh, you remember like God says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's, it's like the center of your power, right? It's, it's the, the hand that a king uses to hold forth his scepter and to give rulings. Like it's, it's the, the center of your will and your willpower is what that is. Um, and you can imagine, I know shade sounds interesting. Like why shade? Um, well, obviously uh, he's been to Texas. That's why the psalmist said this. But also the, the shade, uh, shelter. If you're a pilgrim traveling to Jerusalem, and you're traveling probably with some other people. Uh, they don't have holiday inns. They do not have bed and breakfasts or Airbnb. You usually travel in tents. You need shelter from the sun by day and the moon by night. It, it's, it's imagery, right? The moon is not striking you the same way the sun strikes you with heat. But uh, there are elements to be protected from at night as well. Whether it's the rain or the cold or the wind. You want to be under the shade, under the shelter of God. And God is working as fast as he can to get that shelter over his people. Um, Calamity will strike. Uh, Whenever hurricanes and tornadoes and fires strike, um, God is working as fast as he can to get his shelter over his people. And um, often it's through the hands of his people that he mobilizes and gets that help out there. And uh, when those calamities happen, we say, where were you? And he says, I was here and I was crying with you. He's our guardian and he is working as hard as he can. Paul says he works all things towards the good of those who love him. He is actively, he's your guardian. He wants to protect and keep his people right in the midst of all the calamity. And then finally, uh, it talks about the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time on and forevermore. Um. There is a a going out and a coming in kind of rhythm to our faith journey, isn't there? Do you feel that? Like there's moments that it's just like it's ecstatic joy. And I'm like Jeremiah. I've got the fire built up in my bones and I just got to get it out there. And then there's other moments where I'm like, I am so tired. And I just, I feel so alone. And you'll have both. I mean, David wrote the Psalms, many of them. And uh, if you've read the Psalms at all, you know that on one page, David is like, God, you're everywhere. And then the next psalm, he's like, you're nowhere. I don't know where you are. Confessions of a drama king. Um, That's just part of the rhythms of a faith journey, isn't it? It's not abnormal. It doesn't mean God has abandoned you. It means you're on the faith journey. And there will be bumps and turns, twists and turns. There will be other drivers whose mistakes might cost you. That's a real possibility as well. It's just part of the journey. But God is seeking to keep us in that journey. He's seeking to keep us in the midst of all of it. He is our guardian and our protector. He is our insurance and our assurance. And because he is our keeper, our guardian, our insurance and assurance, we can face life's troubles with a certain confidence about us. 
It doesn't mean we gloss over the pain of others. No, please never do that. We, we sit with them in the midst of their pain. But we sit with them in the midst of their pain because we know that God is our guardian and he keeps us in the long haul and that he's taking us to a good place. He will bring his work to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. He will complete the work he started in us. And we believe he is faithful through it all. There's a, a couple of songs, uh, modern songs, that I really love that, that I think speak to this. There, there's one by Casting Crowns um, called I Will Praise You in This Storm. Um, you might have heard this one on the radio or something. It's a little old now. But uh, they reference Psalm 121 in that song. It's a bridge. Uh, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Uh, but the part that I love in that song is not that bridge necessarily. It's this part. It says, I was sure by now, God, that you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say amen, and it's still raining. But I will praise you in the storm, and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are no matter where I am. No matter where you're at on the road, he's still the guardian and the protector. He's still our keeper, and he is still seeking to keep his people, and they're going out and they're coming in from this time on and forevermore. And then there's one other song. Uh, this is by Hillsong United. Even when it hurts, um, even when the fight seems lost, I'll praise you. And even when it hurts like hell, I'll praise you. Even when it makes no sense to sing, louder than I'll sing your praise. You get the sense there? It's like I'm reminding myself of my insurance policy. <laughs> you ever been know, like you know you're about to go on a dangerous journey and you open the glove box and you're like, all right, we're good. You ever done that before? You just need to remind yourself a little bit. That's what this song is. It's the written insurance and assurance statement. If it helps you, write it out. Stick it on your bathroom mirror. Stick it on your odometer. Put, make it the screensaver on your phone, whatever works. But sometimes you just got to be reminded of that insurance and assurance policy that it is in place and that it's, it's still good. You're still covered. Uh, maybe you just need to, rem we all know that first part. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And maybe you just keep that in your mind and you remind yourself, because there will be moments when you need to open that glove box and go, okay, we're good. Because you'll be tempted to look to other sources for help, but you got to remind yourself, my help comes from Yahweh, the God of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who made heaven and earth. That's where my help is. And let me tell you, it is a great insurance and assurance plan. I, I am not trying to sell you on this insurance. I'm making no money on this deal. In fact, it's free. It's the best plan available. It's the plan of salvation. Thanks for listening to the Text and Context podcast. If you're interested in some other great content, then you can go over to my website. It's txtandcontxt.com. It's text and context without E's in it. So again, that's txtandcontxt.com. Head on over there and check out a bunch of free resources and plenty of articles about a wide range of topics, as well as book reviews and plenty more. Thank you for listening.